honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, PodMN, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Stitcher, Double Twist. Great pleasure to be on board with you once again today. It is Friday. It is time to talk Timberwolves basketball. And last week, the Minnesota Timberwolves (laughs) played three games, and guess what? All losses. The question now becomes, is it regression to the means or total perimeter failure? Hmm, or perimeter system failure. Which one's better? I don't know, but one of those is probably going to be the title of the episode. You'll look at it and say, yeah, ha, ha, ha. Real funny, Joey. Yeah, well, the Brooklyn game was good. After the Brooklyn game, when Carl Anthony Towns was not healthy, it was uh, not good at all. The perimeter defense is just completely lackadaisical, non-existent. Uh, the, the Atlanta game was just awful. Utah game was okay until like the third quarter and into the fourth and such. It was just irritating. It just kept getting worse and worse. And Donovan Mitchell looked like, I don't know if he looked like Dominic Wilkins, Michael Jordan. He looked like uh, Steph Curry. He looked like somebody. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It was annoying. Minnesota Timberwolves tip off against the Brooklyn Nets last Friday. As they will be playing again tonight, which is great. We'll talk about that in the next segment. It was a pretty... Pretty well-played game. Nas Reed had a nice, solid game. 19-7, and seven, didn't block any shots because he just doesn't that much. Only seven rebounds in 35 minutes, which annoys me, but Jared Vanderbilt more than made up for that. It was great to see him back, returning after being sick. D'Angelo Russell returned to uh, Brooklyn where he had some of his best games, best seasons and all that, and he shot poorly. Uh, nice stats in terms of, like, 21 points and 11 assists and all that, but it took 22 shots to get there, and... You know, 30, 30% from downtown, and that's kind of been a theme with the Wolves. Like I said, perimeter system failure, or total perimeter system failure, that's probably too long, is not only are they struggling from the outside, where a lot of guys are at career lows, as mentioned multiple times by Ben Beacon of Lockdown Timberwolves, Lockdown Wolves, whatever. Okay, I'm just citing him because I better. <laughs> but we're not guarding it at all. I mean, we've, we've stunk at perimeter defense for almost forever. Though there was definitely hope defensively for a while where a certain group of players, Carl Anthony Towns, Patrick Beverly, D'Angelo Russell of all people, yeah, Anthony Edwards and Jared Vanderbilt were providing a historically good defense of uh, five. But, well, obviously guys getting hurt, guys getting sick, and regression to the means and blah, blah, blah. That's the other possible title. It's annoying, it's frustrating, and here we go. We've lost four in a row, and... I don't know, and D'Angelo Russell, his shooting is regression to the means as well. Coming off a spectacular performance the Friday before, ever pretty much ever since the Friday earlier against the Philadelphia Sixers, where he looked, you know, where D'Angelo Russell uh, was clutch. He actually provided solid defense and everything. Ever since then, his field goal percentage has been pretty crappy, to be quite fair. Pretty, pretty crappy, to be quite honest. <laughs> I would like to pull up his month of December thus far. I guess he's only played a few games, not too many in December. Only two so far, yeah, because he's been missing time. 
Field goal percentage is 22.5 in the month of December so far in the last two games. 22.5. It sucks. Oh, God, it sucks. And that that's just kind of in general. Like, uh, that kind of sums things up in a lot of ways. Not like, oh, after two games. Yeah, and then 18.2 from downtown. 2 of 11 from downtown. Are you kidding me? 2 of 11 from downtown? That's horse... Should I say it? That's, that's horse shit. Pardon my French. I know some of you, this might be a family show. Maybe some of you might have kids around, though. I'm sure very few of you do. But just in case, and some of you, your kids maybe grew up already. Like my generation, your kids are already, like, old enough to... You know, make your own decisions, I guess, and stuff like that, if you want to curse or not. <laughs> but there was a lot of cursing, of course, watching games like this. No Carl Anthony Towns, no Patrick Beverly, no Jade McDaniels. Very hard-fought game by the Timberwolves versus a very good Brooklyn club, a first-place Brooklyn club who could win the Eastern Conference this year very easily. Patty Mills had his moments, but Kevin Durant was definitely the star of the game. James Harden was, he's just not been good this year. And he only attempted 11 shots, and he missed all five of his threes. But he got 15 free throw attempts, so yeah, he still wound up with 20 points. Yeah, I know, he gets like 9 billion foul calls, and it's boring and annoying and all that. But Kevin Durant was spectacular. Again, I keep saying, I'm, I'm going to keep saying he's the best player in the world right now. Um, Kevin Durant is the best player on the planet at this stage. He's, especially when he stays healthy, which I hope he, which I hope he does for his sake and his team's sake entertaining game but unfortunately just you know yeah the typical minnesota response what is it what is it came up short oh god i hate hearing that don't you just hate that that that's the typical minnesota broadcaster you know they played hard but they just came up short and of course that's the typical uh press conference by certain coaches i think chris french a little bit better about that type of thing um this wasn't the worst game ever, obviously. Like I keep saying, Torian Prince, 11 points. He's, he was in the starting lineup. It's a weird starting lineup, of course, with Prince and Reed. Uh, nothing weird about D'Angelo Russell, Vanderbilt, or Anthony Edwards. But Anthony Edwards continues to struggle from outside. He's been putrid from outside, to be quite fair. Putrid. Uh, decent inside, or, you know, inside the three-point line, but not that great. I mean, it's, you know, if you, yeah, like you do the math, he still wasn't that good, like below... 50% for a guy with that kind of athleticism. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. It's not that good, to be fair. Um, this number's not been real kind to the Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards, generally speaking, is like kind of middle of the pack from three-point range, or, or you could say below average. When you talk about anything below 35%, it's got to be pretty much below average in the league today. But uh, final score was 110 to 105. Actually, pretty good defense against a team with that level of offense in Brooklyn. So... Yeah, I can give him a little bit of a little bit of a pass for that one, obviously, and I should give him more of a pass. Again, no Carl and no Jade McDaniels, though McDaniels, his his value has been kind of up and down during the course of the last few games. And this is when the bleep hits the fan, December sixth and December eighth. Oh God, help us! One ten, excuse me, one twenty one to one ten. Wolf scored one ten again. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Some sometimes it's weird like that where you have the same exact number of points back-to-back games. I don't know. This one was just like Atlanta, 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 Atlanta the whole way. Atlanta for three, Atlanta for three, Atlanta for three. Yeah, I mean, they ought to give us, uh, they ought to bring the French dips back. They're, right now they're doing beef and cheddar. They ought to bring the French dips when, when the other team makes like a, a million threes against you just to kind of calm you down and such. 25 three-pointers made, and they were 51%. 51 Oh, my God. Oh, what? Come on. 
perimeter system failure. Yeah, I, th I think I'm, I'm going to call it that. But if this keeps up, I might have to say part two, part three, part four, part five, part six, part seven. It, it might be worse than Jaws or, or Mega Man for the, for the Nintendo and beyond. Mega Man 6, Mega Man 7, Mega... Oh, but now we'll go with X, X, and then... Oh, but like now X2, X3, X4, X5, X6, X7. <laughs> yeah, it's cute, isn't it? It's just cute. Yep, it's going to be part 11, you know. Uh, yeah, part 11, <laughs> perimeter system failure. The Timberwolves uh, gave up 51% and gave up 33s to the the uh, the Detroit Pistons, the worst team in the league. One of one of them are Houston Sprockets, and they shot 20%. You know, two of whatever, two of 10, or four of 20, or God, whatever, eight of 40. Woo, good. Keep it up, guys. Keep it up. Rock and roll, baby. Uh, yeah, that's that's. That's kind of what it felt like. Gorgie Zhang, uh, all of his shots were three-point shots. You know, like back in the day, you would have never thought that. And then his last few years here, Gorgie Zhang, three after three after three, he got really damn good at it. And it's like, this is cool. Back in the old days, the really old days, yeah, he'd maybe attempt like three, three, three or four three-pointers a year or maybe ten or something. I'm not even kidding, obviously. We all know how the bigger players didn't shoot a lot of threes back in the day with a few exceptions like Matt Ballard and, and guys like that, you know. Bird was Bird was a small forward, so that's more common for a small forward than say a power forward. Uh, Gorgie though, three of four, and and made all yeah, three of four, nine points, corner threes. Nice to see him doing okay. Obviously, doesn't have a huge role. He's like the ninth man, unfortunately. Lou Williams reduced to like the eighth man. Danilo Gallinari was a sixth in this game, and like he always said, he said many times against the Timberwolves in the past with Denver and Detroit and such. I cannot miss. I cannot miss. I cannot miss. Yeah, well, he couldn't miss in this one either. 7 to 10 from the floor, 4 of 6 from downtown, 20 points up the bench. Trey Young was pretty damn good. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, John Collins posterized Carl uh, Anthony Towns in the game. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, he shot 4 of 13. Carl Anthony Towns is the better player. Let's be fair. He was way better in the game than John Collins, but he put in a pretty damn good dunk on him, though. He, he, he posterized him. So I guess that's two points for Johnny. Johnny C, that's a cool one. Rolls right off your tongue, doesn't it? Three of six from downtown for Johnny C. Somebody called Timothy Luau Kabaret. Yep, let's just call him TLC. That sounds good. I like it. It's got a good ring to it. TLC, seven of 14. This is where it's getting a little obnoxious, don't you think? Like, really? Is, is that all you do is shoot threes? 14, three attempts? My God, only four shots in, inside the arc? Really? I, I, really? Is, I, is that where we're at in the NBA? My God. 49 three-point attempts? But I guess if you're making them, what the hell? He did shoot 50%, so I shouldn't get too annoyed with it. But at the same time, it's like, that's like the whole damn league now. I don't know. It's getting old a little bit. It is, and it's annoying as hell when you're the team uh, on the re receiving end of this nonsense. Just raining them down. Just raining them down. It's a it's a severe thunderstorm with torrential rain. Let's just call it a flash flood. That's probably a better way to put it. Even that could be a title of an episode in the future when teams do that. That's kind of what it was against the Utah Jazz. Where this one was just the overall aerial flood. It was like the whole damn game. Atlanta scores. Three, 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 three. <sighs> Boy. What more is there to say? They shot from they, Atlanta for three, whoever it is. You know, like you notice I'm saying Atlanta. I'm not even saying a name of a player. Swish. You know, that's what it was pretty much. Timberwolves. 
Well, okay, we were all right. 17 of 40, and, you know, you get your beef and cheddar sandwiches. I mean, Arby's is going to be giving those away all season because we're attempting like 40 or 50 a game. So, yeah, I, like we lead the league in three-point attempts, being one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league. So, <laughs> but let that sink in. Uh, just kind of, uh, yeah, put two and two together there, and it doesn't look too hot, does it? Currently, Towns, 4 of 6 from downtown Beasley, 6 of 13. Again, another guy who shoots 100 threes, but hey, if, if he's making them, that's fine. 6 of 13 is pretty good. It's, it's above average. It's above average. 2 of 6. That's just Anthony Edwards. Six, this kind of sums up Anthony Edwards' field goal attempts lately. Unless he takes it to the basket, when he does, he's the greatest. He is the greatest, and occasionally he can get hot from downtown, but... This was the complaint going into the draft with Anthony Edwards. Field goal percentage, no, field goal percentage, no good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just the way it is. That's where some people would have taken LaMelo Ball or whoever else, dare we say, that, that other guy, Old Wiseman, in Golden State, who's bordering on bus territory, but not, not quite there yet. Just off to a very slow start to his career. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, 6 of 19. I mean, uh, again, less than one-third of his shots. And then one-third of his threes, it's just, I don't know. At least he made all of his free throws, I guess. So, and yes, he was very aggressive defensively with the three blocks. Aggressive defensively. It doesn't mean great defensively, but aggressive. You know, a couple of steals. I love the uh, the pick sixes, as you could call it, or pick twos in the NBA. It would be the steal and then the go all the way to the basket and with the dunk. I love those plays where he attacks the passing lane. It's awesome. Um, really appreciate when he brings that. I just wish his shooting would get better. Being of the competitive SOB he is, I got to think, sooner or later, it's going to be 10 of 19, you know, 11 of 22, stuff like that. You're going to see more of those type of games. And then Anthony Edwards will be a legitimate star, like 30. He'll be averaging 29 to 30, 32 points a game, something like that. I, I think that day is coming. It's just that's what's holding him back is the more shooting percentage. That's what's holding him back. It, it's that simple. Leandro Balmero at point guard is about as uh, appealing as a ooze-infested sewer rat. Yeah, yeah we, it's just not good. It's bad. I was stealing a line from the angry video game nerd. He's not even close to a point guard as far as I'm concerned. He's not. Uh, he's got great skills and all that. He's got great ball handling skills and all that kind of stuff, but he doesn't even resemble a point, uh, point guard the way he brings the ball up and the way he does this and does that. Um... He looks like a small forward trying to, or I, I don't know, which can be done depending on him, but he just doesn't fit the position in my opinion. And unfortunately, that's all relegated to because Jade McDaniels is, well, Jade McDaniels, Jordan McLaughlin, pardon me. Sometimes he's okay and a lot of times he's not. Thanks a lot, uh, Mr. Uh, D'Angelo Russell with the freaking angle. Thank you very much. And then Patrick Beverly with the adductor strain. This would be his last game missed. Beverly's a tough guy, so it is what it is. It's just that it's a sucky situation there. That certainly did not help the cause. But it's not like every shot taken was like had defenders draped all over these guys, and that's why the field goal percentage was so bad. Carl's, to be fair, in an absolutely awesome game, and he didn't turn the ball over. All right. A lot of games, he gets a bunch of turnovers. He did get five fouls on him, though, unfortunately, him being Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, Vanderbilt also pulled down 13 rebounds, but uh, which is great. Awesome. The, uh, the the Little Worm or the uh, Junkyard Dog Jr. And he'll he'll definitely have a better career than the Junkyard Dog, Jerome Williams, back in the day. Just look him up if you're curious. Youngsters. Uh, 31 points, 16 rebounds, and 6 assists for Carl Anthony Towns. He had a spectacular game, to be fair. And Malik Beasley, very good off the bench as well. 50% from the floor overall. So certain players played well, but the 
perimeter system failure just uh, was very much intact. Oh no, bumping, oh that's okay. Refresh is probably the safest button you could push. It's not gonna hurt you. Utah, perimeter system failure, anybody? <laughs> yeah, I gotta get a sound effect for that. Sound the alarm, 136.104, and I posted on Twitter and Facebook the second half, you know, you know how they show the four quarters and the, the scores between the two teams. It's like, what the heck is this? It was a pretty even matchup in the first half. In the second half, it was Demolition Derby, 35-22. to 22. In the third, 41-23. to 23. Dem Demolition, demolishment. And quarter number four, 136-104. What more is there to say? Utah was favored in the, uh, what do they call it, win probability of the entire game. And in the second half, it was in the 80s. The whole time, <laughs> for the most part, anyway. The very beginning, maybe not. What more is there to say? D'Angelo Russell shot the... Or excuse me, D'Angelo Russell. Why am I talking about him? He didn't even play. Patrick Beverly returned and played well. Carl played well, for the most part. <clears throat> Mike Conley. No, I'm not even talking about him. Donovan Mitchell was all over the place. He was attacking the basket. He was getting covered. He was forcing up shots, and they were going in. Forcing up shots between two defenders with the clock, uh, shot clock running out, and it still went in. Damn it. Anyway, go away, Dad, Donovan. Come on, man. <laughs> go away. Oh, jeez. Maybe, yeah, I won't even joke about anything that Rudy Gobert did him a two and a half, or about, yeah, it was about a year, a year and a half ago now. I guess that was already two years ago. Wow, we're, we're, we're getting old, man. Uh, yeah, when he played with the microphone. I better get off of that. That's naughty. Ah, Jordan Clarkson always seems to kill us, too, with his three-pointers. Again, another guy. He attempted 14 shots, and 13 of them were threes. Hello, anybody? Hello? Is there anything left? Joe Ingles. He attempted four shots and, <laughs> and two threes. It's like more than half of everybody's shot attempts. Sometimes 90% of them are three-pointers. It, it does feel like it's getting a little too excessive. It just does. Is that all you do? Is that all you do? Shoot threes. Donovan Mitchell, that's not all he does. Uh, he was driving to the basket. Little hesitations. Uh, those wraparound layups like Michael Jordan back in the old days. Some of those were dunks or MJ, though, but sometimes they weren't. They weren't, you know, they didn't need to be around bigger defenders and such. Up and unders, you could call them as well. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, 36 points. He was the story in a lot of ways. There was a, the other story of this game, though, was the complaint about why isn't Rudy Gobert covering Carl Anthony Towns? Huh? Why, was he scared? Was he scared or something? And it's like, why, why are we talking like that when they're destroying us? Like, what, are we just looking for reasons to try to make them, to try to make us feel better? And I do believe that was Patrick Beverly saying that. Patrick, come on, man. <laughs> Pat, come on, you're better than that. Might as well shove him in the back while you're at it, too, like you did with Chris Paul. I, I'm not a big Chris Paul fan because he's an asshole, and I think everybody knows that. I think everybody knows that who follows the NBA closely. When I hear people say he's a corrupt class act, it's like, not really. I, I don't think so. Maybe he is behind the scenes, especially when he does those cute little uh, State Farm commercials. But outside of that, on the court, he's an asshole. Um, absolute. <laughs> um Patrick Beverly's an asshole on the court, too, though. You could tell. <laughs> but he's, he's great to have on your team. Absolutely great to have as a member of your team. That was a, that was an ill-timed trash talk, though, as far as I'm concerned. Rudy Gobert is one of the best defenders in the league, and you're trashing him for uh, not guarding Carl Anthony Towns while they're destroying us. 
Uh, Anthony Edwards had an interesting statement after the game as well, saying Carl needs to just, uh, he, he told Carl Anthony Towns to just go, like move. Once he gets the ball, go. I agree with that. That's good. Uh, it's faster pace. And uh, it gives him, and whenever I did that as a player, as a small forward or whatever, you know, going from the uh, the R, the perimeter down into the basket, once you catch the ball, you just go right away. You you get a step on people, and it works. It just works. It, it, it's If you can get a quick step on somebody, a good quick first step on somebody, it's going to make a difference, be it scoring or setting somebody else up, which is what the game is all about in a lot of ways, especially the half-court game. Get a step on somebody right away. Uh, that was kind of cool to hear Anthony Edwards say that. Uh, he certainly didn't, and he mentioned Joel Embiid does that, and that's why he's one of the best players in the league. And I don't think Carl and uh, Anthony Edwards are at odds or anything. It's just just conversation, and it's cool to hear some leadership out of Anthony Edwards as uh, only a 20-year-old in the NBA. It's kind of cool. I, I think he's going to keep uh, growing and growing and becoming more of a leader. Just got to improve that field goal percentage, my friend. In this game, it was not bad, though. This See, this is a good game in terms of 4 of 8 from downtown, 7 of 16. Just a little bit erratic at times. But generally speaking, he was solid. Anthony Edwards was. Patrick Beverly, 8-11 from the floor. Very solid 16-point game. And Carl, 22. Uh, 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 only 11 attempts in the game. That was the frustrating part. And that's partially, again, just go. Just kind of go. And also part of it, as the game progressed, you know, I mean, you got to sit some players down, this and that. It was just a nasty game. And Nas Reed was terrible. 2 of 11. Uh, he was 0 of 8 at a point. And the guy doesn't rebound much. Sometimes Nas Reed isn't as good as you need him to be. He really kind of fell off the face of the earth in this game, unfortunately, despite the fact, uh, well, yeah, he only played 14 minutes, but 2 of 11 from the floor, that's kind of crud. He was decent against Brooklyn. He had 10 points in only 12 minutes versus Atlanta, Nas Reed, so he was solid. I think he's safe from, uh, from, uh, I I think he's safe from (laughs) Johnny Flynn Memorial. I think so. I'm trying to eye somebody else. I'm guessing. I think I have a pretty good idea where I'm going to go. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Other than injuries and stuff, I think I know where I'm going to go. <laughs> With that said, let's pass out the awards. The Lone Wolf Award for this episode, it's going to still be... Man. I think... Uh, I wish he had a little bit bigger. I wish he had a little bigger game versus Utah. I want to go with Jared Vanderbilt. I might have. I'm gonna probably still stick with Carl Anthony Towns again. It's like all the time. Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns. Didn't have a whole lot going on versus Utah. I'm gonna have him share with Jared Vanderbilt because Vanderbilt doesn't take too many shots. He doesn't hurt the team at all. And, he, and you know, and he does score when he when he has the ball. He has the highest field goal percentage. Uh, Double-digit rebounds almost every night. It's just the Utah game he didn't. But Jared Vanderbilt's going to share it with Carl Anthony Towns. In fact, you could kind of give him the nod in a little way. even though, uh, And I think I want to, honestly, give it to him. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt's value to this team is is it, it's, it's just so evident. And a guy that's fallen off the face of the earth with field goal percentage and everything else. He's just struggled. He's fallen out of the rotation a bit. Well, he, no, he hasn't. He's in the rotation. But he's, he's just becoming less and less of a factor lately, and I think a lot of you know who that is. That's number three. Jaden McDaniels, he's, he's, uh, he's really fallen off the face of the earth lately. Hopefully he can turn things around, but boy, boy, oh boy, he has really struggled. Two of ten at Utah, uh, two of nine versus the 
Atlanta Hawks. Ooh, Jaden McDaniels, what is going on? He's shooting like 20% this month. It's horrible. Uh, don't think he did much better against Brooklyn, from what I remember correctly. If not, oh, nope, he didn't even play in that game. Act, inactive and stick. He's probably been stick and all that, but still at the same time. At the same time, I mean, I don't know. He has struggled anyway. He, sickness or not, he's struggled quite a bit. Uh, Vanderbilt came back from sickness and got, what, 16 rebounds in his first game. So, I, who am I to rip on Vanderbilt? I, I think Vanderbilt's going to get it this week. I'm going to give it to him for his consistency. Jared Vanderbilt will be the Lone Wolf Award, and the Johnny Flynn Memorial is Jaden McDaniels. With that said, we'll take a quick break and preview three games with Cleveland, Portland, Denver. Cool. said, leading into the break, three games, Cleveland, Portland, Denver, all winnable, I would have to say, but not super winnable. It's not like, oh, there's a, there's a pushover, who cares? Ah, it's just Cleveland. Well, we'll see. Darius Garland, you got guys like that. Jared Allen, who I have always liked, former uh, Brooklyn Nets, averaging, what, 17 points and 11 and a half rebounds, a block and a half. Nice player. Would be nice with the Wolves, I suppose. But that, Kevin Love who continues to fall off the face of the earth. I guess he's better than he was earlier in the year when he was averaging like six points a game. It was weird. Kevin Love's at 11 now and seven rebounds. And he's a, he's a rotation player now at this stage of his career. Rubio was off to an awesome start. Had some great games, but guess what? Are you ready? Are you ready for Ricky Rubio? 36% from the floor. Um, you know, I mean, what, what more is there to say? It, it, it is what it is. It is what it is with uh, Ricky Rubio. He's going to shoot that way until the, co- the until the cows come home. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers are three and two in their last. Pardon me, in their last five. Timberwolves not been good. One and four, of course. We've lost four in a row, and it stinks. Yeah, we're skidding, as they say, skidding. No injuries for Cleveland. Knock on wood for their sake. D'Angelo Russell sore, sore right ankle. Patrick Beverly's back. They say left abductor, but he's back, of course. Cleveland's 23rd in points, 14th in rebounds, 15th in field goal, 10th in free throw. They're kind of in the middle in everything, except for turnovers where they turn over the ball quite a bit. 25th, but still two plays high, places higher than us. But it's just their turnover right in the middle. 14th or 24th in block shots. Wolves are third, way at the top. That's the best number the Wolves have is third. And then steals were fifth, of course. You know, guys like Anthony Edwards, Jade McDaniels, Jared Vanderbilt, guys like that are block shots and get steals. And, of course, Pat Beverly as well. The season wrap will be Feb 28th. Feb 28th is not a leap year, so that will be the last day of February. Isn't that cute? I'm so good at that, right? I'm so good at that. At one point, the Wolves were seven of their last eight. Now, not so much. Now we're one out of our last five, unfortunately, in victories. Cleveland recently beat Miami, 111-85. Impressive, 116-101. 109-108, lost to Utah. Very good game, though. <laughs> Milwaukee losing there uh, in Milwaukee, 112-104. And then crushed the Bulls. Wow, crushed the Bulls, 115-92. Wow, just two days ago. That's impressive. The Bulls are way up there. It's number two in the conference. Cleveland sixth, though. Cleveland Cavaliers looking like a little playoff team here. 
No Kyrie Irving, no uh, LeBron James necessary. Bring back Mark Price. Bring back uh, Larry Nance. Not Junior, Larry Nance. Yeah, that Larry Nance. Evan Mobley. Off to, off to an okay start to his career. 14 points and 8 rebounds. 2 blocks a game. A good job. A good job, Evan Mobley. Gotta say that. Colin Sexton. He's been kind of all over the place. Darius Garland, you could say, is the overall best player on the team at the moment. 40% from downtown. 7.5 assists, approximately. And field goal percentage is 47%. See, point guards can have field goal percentages in the upper 40s. It's, it's possible. In fact, He's, he's pretty close to Evan Mobley's field goal percentage, being a bigger guy, so in his case. Um, <clears throat> Dean Wade, not Dwayne, but Dean. Of course, it might as well have been Dean Wade when Dwayne Wade was in Cleveland. It wasn't good. It was weird. It, it was weird. Let's just leave it at that. Rubio, I, uh, he, uh, he got off to a really nice start to the season, and since then, not so much. But he still provides a lot, though. i, I got to think he's the Patrick Beverly, so to speak, of the Cleveland Cavaliers with Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, guys like that. Um... He's the Patrick Beverly. He is. Uh, he's not as good, I don't think. I don't think he's as good. He's not as tough, necessarily. But still, he's he's definitely got leadership ability. And he, he's, you know, he's he, he, he provides turnovers and such for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I think he's helped that team. There's no question about he has. 14-12 uh, and 12 on the season. Sixth seed in the East. Should the Wolves be able to beat the Cavaliers? I'd like to believe so. Well, if you're going to end a uh, end a losing streak, you better do it right away because it's just going to keep growing, uh, and that's how it's been with the Wolves. Obviously, you keep losing, it's going to keep growing, but that's the thing. Stop the bleeding. Stop the bleeding now against the Cleveland Cavaliers. I have a sneaky feeling the Wolves will do that tonight. I'd like to believe that. They're not a spectacular shooting team. They, they can make shots, you know, 14th and three-point percentage. They're not as bad as other teams. I guess we're 23rd in three-point percentage, but... I, I don't know. We still have struggled, and we've been the worst lately. Let's just leave it at that. Um, this is a beatable team, I'd have to say. Uh, the Wolves definitely end the streak this week. It's not going to like be three losses in a row, and if it is, whew, three three more losses in a row. Uh, oh, yeah, then we're in for another nasty, nasty run here. But who do we have upcoming? Portland and Denver. I th uh, but it's at Portland, so let's take care of business tonight. Otherwise, you go to Portland and Denver. Those are not easy games, even though Portland's not been good. And rumors about... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, we'll talk about that in a couple seconds. I say the Wolves beat the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. What kind of scores have they been having? Because uh, they've been all over the place. Sometimes their defense is pretty good. In fact, they keep everybody under 120, which is not bad. Not bad at all. They're, they're a decent defensive club, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like they have been the last year or so, but certainly this year. Um, okay, so the Wolves give up 130, which is really annoying. <laughs> really freaking annoying. I think the Wolves win this one, though. Let's go with the final score of... I think the Wolves' defense maybe gets back in gear. Let's just hope and pray it does. 112. 112. No. I I keep saying one uh, 111 to 108. The Wolves win by three tonight. The leading scorer tonight will be Carl Anthony Towns. He'll lead the club with 30 ish. He's going to be hanging around the 30s most of the year, I think. Carl Anthony Towns. And I think he'll lead the club in scoring, but you'll also get a good, solid effort from Anthony Edwards. Will D'Angelo Russell return this week? I think so. That's what they're saying, but uh, we'll see. I, I hope so. D'Angelo Russell tends to drag things out sometimes, but he's been damn valuable for this club this year. It's far enough to hear the Darren Doogie Wolfsons and such call him the most valuable player on the team this year. And uh, Phil Mackey locally. Wolves will beat them, though, 111-108. Portland Trailblazers on the 12th of December, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. No Viking game, so we can focus heavily on the Wolves. 
I forgot to look at Cleveland's injuries. Oh, no, there, there weren't any. Yep, I, I did. <laughs> there weren't any. Ooh, a little different case here with the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, definitely different. They've been a dangerous team at times, 11 and 15. In the past, they were dangerous. Remember, they got to the conference finals a few years back and then got walloped by the uh, freaking awful Golden State Warriors. Four, and I, yeah, they're not awful. I get it, but awful in my book. I hate them uh, <laughs> with a passion. 12, uh, December the 12th, of course, is the season opener of this, of this series. Then Jan 25th in Portland again. And then we host both of the final two games, March 5th and March 7th. So kind of a back-to-back there. Kind of a back-to-back. We'll play the same team in back-to-back games anyway. Portland, same boat as us. One and four in their last five. They beat Detroit on... The 30th of November. Yep, so uh, yep, their last win was in November also. 110 to 92. Detroit's even worse, right? <laughs> San Antonio crushed them 114.83. What happened? Boston, 145. 117. I'll say that again. 145. 117. Well, the defense got better, but they still lost. Clippers, 102, 90. 90 uh, 104 to 94. Versus the Golden State Warriors in the building formerly known as Oracle. No, it's a new building. Obviously, Oracle's long gone now, unfortunately. Or at least not the building they play in anymore. Who cares, right? I hate that team. Uh, injury situation. CJ McCollum as of December the 6th. Rib contusion. Mm. Let me tell you, I've had that. Oh, have I had that. Uh, December, no, January, February. February, right before the Super Bowl. 2016? Yeah. Oh my God, did that hurt? Or was it? Nope, it was 15. 2015, when the Patriots finally won another Super Bowl. Fe- uh, February 15th, 2015. Let's just say I slipped on ice and landed on like what would be like a step, basically. Yeah, concrete. I'm stunned to this day that I didn't break my wrist because it went down really hard. Uh, but then the ribs were, you know, they went right into that step. Ooh, yeah, and that hurt for a good month or so. Yeah, it takes a while. The The wrist, the wrist, the contusion there, it didn't hurt as bad as the ribs at, for a while. And then once the ribs healed, the wrist hurt for about, oh, about six to eight months. Yeah, that was a while. That was a while. Um, of course, that it was the wrong wrist, too. The one that's the one that was injured many years ago and still hurts to this day. It just still has kind of chronic aching. Back to the Blazers. They're middle of the road in a lot of areas. 23rd in rebounds, which is one of their weaknesses. Their strength is protecting the ball, ninth in turnovers. Points per game are tied, so we're both similar offensively, similar in assists, 17 and 16. Wolves are the 17, unfortunately. Uh, Damian Lillard, future Timberwolf, I don't know. Uh, We'd have to give up the farm to get him. Of course, would they be willing to take on D'Angelo Russell? Well, with the way D'Angelo Russell's going, they might as well. But if they're going to reset, do they really want D'Angelo Russell's contract? That's the other thing. You trade Damian Lillard, you're resetting, right? Uh, so that's the interesting part. CJ McCollum again, rib contusion. That Damian Lillard also may or may not play in the game. Abdomen situation, ankle situation for Anthony Simons. Simons, Anthony Simons. So that's an interesting situation there. Damian Lillard has been kind of off and on, but he's 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 back. Looks like he missed a few games, but came back already. Tony Snell's on the Blazers, but way at the bottom. Robert Covington's on the Blazers. Again, former uh, Timberwolf. Yusuf Nurkic has been very solid, obviously. He's a double-double guy forever. He'll get his 13-10 and 10 type of games. Anthony Simons has a couple moments. It took him about 15 years to develop. 
He's finally an okay, like, rotation guy. <laughs> ben McLemore. That's the rumor. It'd be Damian Lillard and Ben McLemore. But that's just ESPN kind of throwing darts on the on the, on the the wall in the, in the dark. Uh, so, I don't know. Larry Nance Jr. is a name a lot of people have talked about with the Wolves should burst through. And I agree. I think he'd be a nice help. Look at his field goal percentage. 52 again, and he can get the... He could be a double-double guy with the right amount of minutes. He gets some steals. He doesn't block a lot of shots, but he'll rebound the ball, which helps. Cody Zeller, Michael Jordan's favorite guy years ago. Oh, boy. A really high draft pick. And he's, you know, one of those end-of-the-bench guys at this stage. Just, he's just not that good. Let's be blunt about it. He's not that good. Norman Powell's been solid. 17 points. Um, Wolves should be able to beat this team. It's on the road. And sometimes we, we've struggled in Portland forever and ever and ever. Rose Garden or whatever it is at this stage. We've struggled there for, it's now called the Moda Center at the Rose Quarter. Rolls right off your tongue. <laughs> Just like the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, California, or something like that. Uh, yeah, rolls right off your tongue. Wolves should be able to win this game, but will they? It kind of depends. Is Damian Lillard going to be on or off? It's that type of game. Lillard has killed the Wolves for many, many years. CJ McCollum's killed the Wolves for many, many years, but I think with the rib contusion, we'll see. Players play with that sometimes, but it, it takes a little while for those to heal, and it hurts like hell and all that. Uh, he's not a center or a power forward, so he doesn't have to worry about it as much, necessarily. The centers occasionally play down low, not as much as they used to. Uh, Wolves... What are we going to do with this club? Uh, golden opportunity to go off on them. I, I think Anthony Edwards leads the team in scoring on this night, though, and reaches in the 30s. Anthony Edwards gets to 35 in this game. I think so. The Wolves will be very, very competitive at the very least. I think we squeak out a win in this one. I think the Wolves go 2-1 this week. I'm kind of jumping ahead already with that. But the Wolves go 2-1. I think the Wolves get 122, Portland. With, uh, Portland winds up with only 110. Wolves actually come out and kick some butt against the Portland Trailblazers, 122 to 110, maybe even higher scoring, but uh, Anthony Edwards, 35 points is my prediction. Is it crazy? Is it radical? I don't know, but let's talk about a team that the Wolves don't really beat hardly ever anymore. We're always competitive, always, and they're not that good this year, 12 and 13 so far. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., lower back soreness, and Jamal Murray still the torn ACL. Yep, so he's, he's going to be out again. Obviously, uh, torn ACLs take forever, especially in the NBA, but you know they really take a while in the NBA. Denver's down in a lot of areas. They're 30th in rebounds. Wow. Dead last in rebounding. It's always a low-scoring, very close game. 92-91. That's the typical Wolves-Denver game for the last five years plus. Uh, December 15th, of course, and then February 1st and April 1st. April Fools. Denver's 2-3 and three in their last five. And they're kind of like win-loss, 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 basically, which is funny. All road games in that case. Orlando, they lost in Orlando, 108-103. I guess that sounds familiar. They won in New York, 113-99. Lost at Chicago, 109-97. Lost, or no, beat New Orleans, 120-114. In New Orleans again. San Antonio, nice win for them, for the Spurs anyway, 123-111. I don't think the Wolves beat Denver. We, we just don't. Nogic is a, or Jokic, Nikola Jokic is a pain in the ass. Jokic, pain in the ass to deal with. And he's not injured, and I'm glad he's not injured. That's bad for basketball. Uh, man, he is a force. He was the MVP last year. 
is he the greatest player in the, ever and all that? I, I don't think so, but he's super valuable. Aaron Gordon has his big moments against the Wolves historically. Will Barton has always been a thorn in our side, and he was, again, a guy that goes all the way back to the uh, the famous uh, $5 million imaginary bag, you know, that I always talked about, the uh, 2011 NBA draft, where the Wolves kept trading down and trading down, trading down, trading down to raise up money to fire Karambas. If you get a little cash thrown into uh, trading down to get a little cash, <laughs> and it kept building up to $5 million, which helped uh, lead to firing Kurt Rambis, which, fine. <laughs> fine, I guess that's how you're going to do it. I don't miss Kurt Rambis at all. Not one player on the roster missed him either. Not one media member missed him either. Complete jackass. Complete jackass. Uh, when he is a, an assistant coach, he's a, he's a genuine good guy. He's a head coach, he's an asshole. And nobody liked him. Nobody. Uh, he helped kill Johnny Flynn's confidence or whatever the heck it was. Johnny Flynn was a little too cocky coming in, so they say. And it seemed like he was more interested in just being there than being anything beyond being there. He's just, just an idiot. Johnny Flynn was an idiot. That's why he, that's why his name is on the award for the, for the worst player of the week or most disappointing player. I think Denver wins the game, though. I mean, look at these higher scores. Yet every time the Wolves play Denver, it's in the 90s. Every time. Denver will win with the typical 99-95. Denver wins. Denver wins. <sighs> Who's going to be the leading scorer in the game? Is D'Angelo Russell going to play? I'm not counting on D'Angelo Russell coming back this week. He might. He might be back. He probably won't be back tonight, but maybe he'll be back in Portland. I don't know. Carl uh, has struggled against Jokic at times, and occasionally he's had some good games. I want to backtrack here because I'm goofy. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? This was back much earlier in the season. Much earlier, yeah. This is like second week of the year. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns did not play well against Malik Beasley. I, I, I think Beasley will lead the Wolves on scoring. I was thinking it's going to be a third guy. It's not going to be Carl or Ant Edwards. It'll be Malik Beasley. He's going to get 25 against the Denver Nuggets, but the Wolves did not win the game. He'll get 25 because obviously it's his former club and he always plays well against them. Uh, Carl doesn't. and that, It's kind of like uh, uh, Mark... Oh my God, why am I forgetting? Marcus Gasol, that's what it is. I'm like almost blanking. Marcus Gasol syndrome, when it was always low scoring and we'd lose to Memphis. Low scoring and lose to Memphis. It's the same old thing again. Marcus Gasol and Nikola Jokic are kind of, uh, you know, kryptonite for Carl Anthony Towns. Carl will barely get to 20 or even maybe not even make it at the end of the day. Um, but the Wolves lose 99.95. With that, we'll take a quick break and return for fan interaction. There'll be a bit this week. back for fan interaction. Final segment of the show. Don't worry, I won't babble too much more. The Vigit will go real quick though with the Vigit application. Offering that out there again. Obviously it's free on Android and Apple devices. Apple, Android, Android, Apple, whatever it is. V-I-G-I-T. It's two different words. Uh, it is basically fantasy sports betting. You can post about your picks, see what others are saying about games. Month-long betting competition to see who the best sports better is over the course of a month. Bet free coins win real prizes. So it's one of those type of deals too. Uh, and then there's great information on the available available on the Vigit like line movement where the public is betting. Highly recommended. It is not real money wagering. It is fantasy betting. 
That's a lot of fun. Uh, the referral will be in the show description. It is Paladino Live. So mention that I, I let you know about it. That I told you to stop on by, as they say. Paladino Live is the referral. One word in the show description. I also highly recommend Crypto.com application. It is the Crypto.com application. They don't even really have a website. It's an application for mobile devices where you can trade cryptocurrencies like basically anything. Bitcoin, Dogecoin, <laughs> Doge Elon, Shiba Inu. Hopefully Zombie Anu gets on there at some point. That's a really intriguing one. That could be very lucrative for some of us out there. Fortunate enough to be able to trade that one. <laughs> so, uh, again, highly recommend it. You, basically, you click on the link in the show description or pay a copy, paste, whatever. That way, yeah, it'll basically bring up the application. And it'll show that I referred you and we each get $25. We each would get $25. Pretty cool. With that said, let's get to what... Tanae and others have to say in the notification at TWolvesEX, at TWolvesEX. Let's see if I can get back far enough. Yep. The last episode was the 1,000th of my career. Really, really enjoyed that. Episode 215. <sighs> Thank you for the likes and all that and the appreciation, all of you out there, and the retweets. Who retweeted it? Uh, Tanae retweeted it. This is actually... Yeah, it's further back. i got to back up a bit. Here we go. Okay, I see what's going on. Okay. Yep, so Tanae shared it, which is awesome. Tanae out of New Zealand. He says, once again, congratulations on your 1,000th episode podcasting, Joey. Thanks for the endless hours of entertainment and allowing me to share the pain of being a Minnesota sports fan with a great friend. Bless you, mate, and thank you. Bless you, too. Bless you, too. Tanae Brown out of New Zealand. Absolutely love you. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Um, Vince Germano, absolutely love you, too, out of Australia. Melbourne, Australia, retweeted the episode. And who's the other pro? Penzo, thank you very much for the retweet. Nice to meet you. I'm not sure if I've met him before, but uh, thank you. He joined and followed. It doesn't show where he's from. I think local is my guess. That's my guess, but who knows? He could be from anywhere. You never know. It could be New York. I mean, a lot of times they're from other states, like if they're, you know, U.S., whatever. Uh, I tweeted out, terrible night by D'Angelo Russell. He's, he shot like garbage, and some of his turnovers were absolutely ridiculous. Looked like Christian Ponder out there. That was the uh, um, Brooklyn game. Nick Demas was saying he loved the episode. Loved it, Joey. Congrats on the 1K. That's bloody amazing. Yeah, thank you so much, Nick Demas. And I was saying how, what did I say? I said, thank you so much. I really appreciate you and your friendship. I kept thinking I was stumbling all over the place, but maybe it turned out okay. And he said, it did. I like it when you just go where your thoughts take you. It makes your pod unique. Always appreciate the Steph slander, especially. Yep, and yeah, I'm going to keep slandering him. I just saw him on the on the TV screen here, NBA TV. Interesting uniforms were the Warriors and Spurs. The Spurs were way ahead in the game and all that. I hope they whooped their butts, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't, yeah, I'm, oh, I can't stand that team, or, and I don't like Steph Curry at all. It's the, it's the histrionics, every time he makes a shot, it's childish and bullcrap, in my opinion. It's okay to celebrate, but not the way he does, it's just a little over the top, in my, in my opinion. Um, but no, back to where I need to be, um, you know, thank you very much, uh, for that Nick Timas out of Australia. Thank you so much, because, yes, uh, I do let... I, I do go where my thoughts take me. And yeah, I appreciate for you uh, saying that makes the podcast unique. And I think it does too. I appreciate that. That's kind of how it goes sometimes in a lot of ways. I was saying that's how I roll. I let my thoughts carry me. The staff slander will never stop. Yep. <laughs> uh, today, here we go. 
Danae, yep, he posted this here. Yeah, Wolves Nation. Yeah, he shared Wolves Nation. They said the Timberwolves are just 0.5 games out of the 8th seed right now, making the playoffs this year or not. I think they can. Uh, let's go with what uh, Tanae says. Wolves' schedule is daunting until January. Edwards is going to have to find another level through the rest of the year for us to be in contention still. With Towns and D'Lo injured, I'm very wary of us making the playoffs this season, though. Thoughts? I think I think the Timberwolves can make it. And yes, Anthony Edwards, if he can get more consistent and all that, he's certainly got the leadership skills, but he's got to have a little more consistency to back that up. It, it, it would help. I don't think anybody's like rolling their eyes at Anthony Edwards or anything. There is something there to him and the the incredible energy he brought in that Miami game, which unfortunately is like already two weeks ago. It was so good. It was so awesome. Um really appreciate everything Anthony Edwards brought in that game, and we, we need to see more and more of that. Obviously, the more and more he brings, he's going to be a national star. No question about that. He'll be an all-star starter if he plays anything close to that, or yeah, if, if, if he plays on that level on a regular basis. It will take something like that, though, for the Wolves to get better. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell provide a lot. They kind of are what they are. You know, Carl Anthony Towns is a consistent scorer, consistent rebounder, he uh, he gets rattled at times. Um, he's he's kind of a, a B plus personality, as far as I'm concerned. He's not an alpha. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, I think he's a B plus as well. Maybe just a B at times. But he's yeah, he's got leadership skills. But he's he he'd be an alternate. If if this was a hockey team, especially like two years from now, one to two years from now, D'Angelo and Carl are the A's, the alternate captains, and and uh, Anthony Edwards has the C. If, if I'm the coach of the Wolves and blah, blah, blah. And I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Finch would look at it that way, too. In the NBA, it's like, it's usually three captains anyway. But I do think uh, I do think that uh, the alternate captains are Towns and Russell, and Anthony Edwards is the captain captain, so to speak. That doesn't mean doesn't mean anybody's worst or anything. It's just, you got to have that alpha be the alpha, and the betas be the betas, even if it's a beta plus, which means a beta with leadership skills. That's kind of what those guys are, B+. Plus. Um, I've been called Alpha and B+. I've been kind of all over the place. I definitely have an Alpha side to me, no question about it. But occasionally I tend to, but occasionally in the, you know, I, I, I take a half step back to give somebody else that's already in the position respect, that type of thing. I'm, I'm willing to be the B+, if I have to be, that type of thing. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tear walls down, this and that, particularly in the workplace, because it doesn't really help, necessarily. But occasionally my Elvis side will get the best of me. No question about that. Thank you, Tanae. Great. Uh, sorry for talking about that too much. But yes, it's about the leadership. And uh, this this team needs leadership and consistency to make the postseason. I think they can. They'll at least be in the top 10. Outside of that, I'm not sure. But I think they absolutely make the top 10 at the very least. If that hopefully answers the question a little better than uh, some people might think. Any comments on Facebook? Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. And it's mostly just likes, dislikes, and all that kind of stuff. And I showed the fourth quarter how bad it was, and the third and fourth stuff with uh, Utah Jazz. So that actually will conclude the fan interaction. But really appreciate the uh, thoughtful uh, tweet there, and all the kind words as well about the thousandth episode. Really appreciate that, uh, Nick Timis, Tanae Brown, and of course the great tweet as well. Hope to hear more and more from you guys out there. All of you, Tanae Brown, Levi Brown. Vince Germano, Mr. Uh, you know, sometimes he tweets, sometimes he doesn't. Obviously, he's a busy guy. I can be a busy guy. Sometimes I don't tweet and all that. Um, 
We'll see if there's any type of crazy news that comes up. I, I think the Wolves make at least one trade this season at some point. I, something's going to happen at some point. It, it has to. The roster is not particularly balanced, even though I think Jared Vanderbilt is... He's a legitimate power forward in the league. He's, he's really good, and I don't want to see him fall out of the rotation and disappear because we bring in some big-name guy. That would be the one sad part. But I think Jared Vanderbilt's going to carve out something one way or another. He deserves to be in the league and deserves to have a significant role in the league, as far as I'm concerned. I really appreciate what he brings. I, I actually want to look at his splits real fast. I, I apologize if I'm screwing around here a little bit. I'm going to back up here. I want to look at it real quick, if I could do that. Because, obviously, he wasn't starting earlier in the year. He wasn't getting the big minutes. So his total numbers may not show up as all that impressive. And the best part about Jared Vanderbilt, he's still, what, 22 years of age. He's still got his whole life ahead of him, much less his NBA career as well. Uh, as a starting forward, yeah, his numbers aren't that much higher. But, yeah, he's averaging almost 10 rebounds a game, though. And that's in 17 games. Wow. So that's good. Almost 10 rebounds a game in 17 games. And in December, 11 rebounds a game. Cool. But still stuck at that six points no matter what. It's like, that's what he does. He's like, if you need you need three points, I'll give you six. You need 10 points, I'll give you six. That's pretty much it. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt, his total rebounding for the season is at 8.3 now because he's had so many good games. It's added up after a while. So that's good. Uh, so, yep, might as well. I thought I'd bring that up a little bit. Obviously, he's a guy I want to keep long-term for the for the foreseeable future. Please do write a positive rating for Timberwolves Explosion on Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, or Audible. It'd be greatly appreciated. Anybody that does that, I thank you so much that uh, in advance if you could do that. Positive rating. Tell us what you like about the show. Even mention what you'd like improved if there's something you can bring up in that discussion. You can also tweet me at TWolvesEX. We can interact about the game and all that. And of course, I'll just and at very least, I'll bring it up on the show. Any type of topic you may want to bring in that type of situation. And same with Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Everything will be in the show description. Call in if you like. That'd be great as well. Use your free voice, re- uh, voice recording application on any smart device on the planet. Just simply open it, press record, talk into it like a phone call, hit stop, save it, and share it to Paladino Live at yahoo.com, live at yahoo.com. That will also be in the show description. I will then convert it into an MP3 file thanks to Zumzar, with a Z, zumzar.com, who I really appreciate for providing a free service because a small enough file, and if you need a huge file converted, you can uh, subscribe to them as well. Highly recommended. With that said, hopefully the Wolves can stop the bleeding here and now and start moving in the right direction quickly. Definitely a golden opportunity this week, i got to think, with uh, teams like Cleveland and Portland. Not that they stink or anything, but I think the Wolves can beat them because the Wolves should be a decent team. With that said, I'm going to sign off for now and talk to you next week.